Welcome to the very first episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. I'm your host, Jevin LeFave. Today, I have on my good buddy, New Orleans Saints fan, buddy of 21 years and counting, Hayden Barton. What's up? What's going on? How's it going, man? How's it going? So, Thursday Night Football just happened. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts? Decent game. Decent game in the NFC South, I must say. Yeah, your, uh, your rival's going at it. Yeah, it was nice Biden to see the, of the playoff race. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see the uh, the one in six team pull out a win yeah. against the uh, somewhat close contention Carolina Panthers, which is yeah, quite, odd quite, to see. Yeah, one of the what were looked at pretenders going into the season are now exceeding expectations. So Falcons pull out the win, twenty five seventeen. They finally don't blow a game that they had I know. in 95. That last, that last drive was kind of concerning until uh, Bridgewater kind of messed it up and threw the pick. Yeah. Um, they had a 95% chance plus of winning this game again. Oh, wow. But they finally came out on the winning end. Fourth time this season, they've had a Not 95 <laughs> plus percent chance of winning. And they've won 25% of them. Including tonight, quick jab. Yeah, yeah no, that's, so, a, that's a quick jab. I like it. <laughs> Shout out, Donald. So, Shout out. <laughs> so Teddy Bridgewater, tough night for him as he gets hurt. Yeah, he went down, went into a concussion protocol, actually. Yeah. So, uh, Charles Harris gets ejected. What are your thoughts on that? And what were your thoughts on the hit that happened to Teddy? You know, I uh, obviously playing football for most of my life. It's kind of like, ooh, when I was playing football, that was never an ejection or something like that. It was just obviously the new rules are in place. You know, you got to keep the quarterback safe. So a hit like that, it's just going to get you ejected easily. Yeah, Yeah, it's very unfortunate because he's been exceptional this year so far. Especially no MVP caliber season but you know he's definitely um there were some critics going into the season that it was a bad signing for carolina mm-hmm. but tay bridgewater 72 percent completion percentage uh just under 2,000 yards do you want to know a fun fact actually about teddy bridgewater i just saw today give it to me uh okay so best quarterback completion percentage who would you say that is right now in the league with a 72.6 average uh, I'll go. <sighs> I I, I not believed it either, but it's Drew Brees. Drew Brees. See, now I, I guess wanted who, to say. Guess who's right behind him? I uh, gotta be Teddy B. No. Yeah, number two. It's something about that New Orleans uh sideline just is makes it, accurate quarterbacks. Is it Taysom Hill? Oh, let's okay. not talk about Taysom Hill. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I didn't, it is Teddy Bridgewater, though, is number two? Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, number yeah, two. Okay. I didn't yeah. hear what your answer was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, but he's a very, you know, uh, game manager-like. He throws the nice quick slants, flats, in routes, 
doesn't really uh, stretch the field too much in terms of his throws, but he'll catch you with a 35-yarder, you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while to keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's been doing very well this season. It was very unfortunate to see him go down with an injury. He did make it back in the game, though. Yeah, um, and he finished. I I just saw him go down. Yeah, like, no, he uh, he made it back in the game, but... Like I said, through that pick right at the end that gave Atlanta the win. Thanks to my that's a quick jab to my fantasy team. Quick pickup. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people saw Teddy Bridgewater as the number one streaming quarterback this week. And I just had to question a little bit why going into well, the game. You see the weather. It was awful. And you got to take into account that he's been doing he's been doing like above average so you know he's not necessarily gonna hurt your team and he's going against an atlanta falcons team that has been known to blow leads and to have a questionable defense at big moments so you think that maybe teddy bridgewater can pull you out yeah good enough Uh, game not hurt your lineup definitely not a fantasy starter i -hmm. would say yeah, no, definitely but a streamer. He's definitely a good streaming quarterback if your quarterback's on like a bye week. Sort yeah. Of. A so. big question actually I heard is would you rather have started Teddy Bridgewater or Josh Allen? Before knowing the outcome of this game, I was I was so on the fence, but I'm so glad that I didn't put Bridgewater in my ESPN lineup against you. Or um not against you, uh, my other league, sorry. I was thinking about picking him up instead of Lamar going against Pittsburgh, but I was like, I don't know. Just wasn't feeling good about it. And I like, Lamar hasn't played good, but high upside, I feel like. Uh, Josh Allen against a stingy Patriots defense as of the last few weeks, yeah. I don't think is a terrible play. Last couple of weeks, Josh Allen has looked very questionable. I agree. But you can't count out his first, what, four weeks? He's four, looked, yeah. Four he's weeks, just absolutely very dominant. Well, very well. And I still think he's easily a fantasy starter because he can just go off for 400 yards and four touchdowns and six yards and a touchdown. He, he could be having his, uh, his game against the Jets, so to say, but it's actually the Patriots. Yeah. My Never team. know. My team, yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton's looking fantastic. We'll, oh, we'll boy. that off to the side. We don't have to talk about that. Do not have to talk about that. Curtis Samuel, two total touchdowns today. Had a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I absolutely love that Curtis Samuel. Just Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I was in class, and, you know, I don't pay attention for 80% of it, only when I try to get that participation mark. Of course. But, I would check. I was like, oh, yes, Teddy B threw a touchdown pass. Lo and behold, it's against the guy I'm playing this week. So, if, And your receiver got more points than my Bridgewater touchdown pass. You got, what, nine points on that play, and I got four? On that, yeah, no, it was a, that was a, that so, was a nice, beautiful throw, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was a dime. So do you see any um, punishment? Or um, punishment on Charles Harris for that late hit on Teddy Bridgewater because since they are trying to 
um, escape. No, no, I, I, I don't see any punishment. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. There's, there's no need for a suspension. It was a, it you, was a late hit, but. You think a fine or anything is in the works? Maybe like a small fine, just. Could be, yeah, dependent very much on that, on that play, you know. But I wouldn't see any game suspended for him. Him come Bridgewater coming back definitely helps Charles Harris's. Oh, easily, yeah. Side. If Bridgewater had an Andy Dalton situation and got carted off, then it was it would definitely be uh, worth looking into. Yeah, no, I definitely but, think that hit against Dalton that could be a suspended. Oh, uh, I think a, a suspension could be a suspension. Yeah, um, I never like seeing a player a player's helmet go off on a hit. No. It just it's freaky, you know. Yeah, you never want to see that. Um, unfortunately, in injury to Ridley that forced him out of the game. Yeah, yeah, I heard uh, it was I heard it was kind of questionable, but they felt like they had the game. I I don't know. Like Julio Julio was going off. Oh, 130. You know, if it's a very like zigzag week. If it's Calvin Ridley one week, it's Julio the next week. Yeah. I I don't I don't understand how it works out that way, but Calvin coming back into the game was definitely not needed and my one of my fantasy teams might hurt because of it, but uh, what are you gonna do? And you know, uh, sprinkle in a couple of Russell Gage receptions. He'll have four for sixty, while Julio has maybe ninety, and Ridley has one hundred and thirty. Yeah, and it's so weird though. I find with Julio, he's all receiving yards, minimal touchdowns. You know, he'll he'll lead the league in receiving year in and year out. But then you'll look and he's like, oh, he only had four touchdowns on the year. It's and just all of that red zone target and red zone yeah, areas the, just double covered. Yeah, from his between the 20s, it's all Julio. And then as soon as it gets to the red zone, it's either Matt Ryan scrambling for 13 yards into t- for touchdown or you'll throw a slant to Ridley and he'll find the plane. And yeah, Julio. Or Gurley might accidentally score and lose the game somehow. I uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at Twitter and it was like, get Gurley off the field now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, definitely. That's, yeah, that's so hurts. bad. That, that was actually such a fun game to watch. I was watching that live actually on Sunday. And just seeing it's like, I was just talking to um, my girlfriend. Uh, I was like, Shane, like, wow. If they score, Detroit could actually come down. I wonder if they're that stupid too. And as I said it, Todd Gurley just went fell into the end zone. And I was like, they have a chance. <laughs> they have Matt, a chance to just lose again. The other Matty Ice, Matt Stafford, you know, very well known for his fourth quarter comebacks. Mm-hmm. It was 74 yards in like, what, 63 seconds or something. And not uh, yeah no i think if they had a minute nine left yeah is no timeouts something <laughs> matt stafford you know he's just he's built for those moments uh, he's very underrated quarterback one of the quarterbacks where he's a bad situation if he was in like if he was imagine him his arm with like will fuller or like absolute speedsters on yeah, the field speedster and then yeah it's definitely something to 
take into account. I was going to say something. but Kenny Galladay. Yeah. That guy needs more recognition. I saw yeah. two of the most athletic, uber-athletic catches I think I've ever seen in my life, and I don't know how he came down with it or any of them, but he does. And, yeah, that guy needs to get paid. <laughs> oh, 100%. I totally agree with you. Um, I was going back to the Falcons. Um, mm-hmm. On Twitter, there was a mic'd up uh, video of the – Huddle that play, yeah, in that and huddle, yeah, Matt with Ryan. Matt Ryan. Like, hey, you guys do don't score, and Todd Gurley. Was he like, literally, oh, yeah, yeah he called out Gurley. He's like, yeah. don't score. Gurley was like, oh yeah, for sure, man. Like, don't worry, I know, I know. Makes <laughs> a tackle, falls into the end zone, and Matt Ryan's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> See, yeah, and watching actually a little bit of this game, I saw there was a like there was different analytics. Actually, something from Joe Buck, who I usually don't agree with, because. I hate Joe Buck, but I love Joe Buck. Oh God, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, man. I hate them calling Saints games because they're just so dumb. But I love <laughs> like when when Gurley was running through and he broke that tackle. I don't think the Detroit Lion guy realized it. And so maybe Gurley didn't realize it and was just instinct to break the tackle and accidentally waltz in there. I don't know. It's just I just don't get it because how much did they need for the first down? Like Three yards and he gained ten. <laughs> like, why are you? Don't you think they always know where the first down marker is? Yeah, they have and a they have a big spot field. to it. Yeah, they always know they're gonna let you run in. Just run three down three yards. Yeah, down. Let, yeah, like, I know it's it's brutal. Up. Like, I just I don't think. I think he was like stat padding himself because he's on a one year contract, so he wants to get the incentives. Yeah, that there is a ten touchdown incentive for yeah. him. And he's with that touchdown, he's sitting at five. Now with everything, he's at eight. Yeah. Total so, touchdowns. So So you think that you know what, like is there a really chance that a minute ten you think if we get a stop I don't look as bad. Like, I don't know. It's so hard to believe for me that he knew where the marker was. Like, you know, you just fall down, right? Yeah. He would try and let you score. Um, it's, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's confusing. It's almighty hell. <laughs> um, it do be the Falcons, though. So that's, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. We know that. We know that. 28 to 3. Quick jab. 28 to um, 3. I wanted to switch things. Did you catch any of the World Series that happened? Honestly, honestly, man, all I know is LA won, and congratulations to Mookie Betts. That's all I can say. I I like, if there's anyone you follow, it's always like the big names on teams. And when I saw that Mookie Betts uh, left to come to LA, I was like, oh, Dodgers are actually uh, pretty good this year. And then shout out to Tampa Bay, though. Balling on a budget. No, seriously. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like two players on the Dodgers make up the payroll of Tampa. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, did you hear about Justin Turner? No. And he is a third oh. on Dodgers. Oh yeah, who got COVID, right? And then yeah, came back on and pulled, celebrated. And then he left, came out and celebrated. It turns out that he tested positive the day before. 
the game mm-hmm. and still was allowed to play. And then he got pulled and then came back on. Yeah. No, and it's... it's it's not good on the league no, at all. Never. But also MLB was never really looked at as a properly run. Uh, well, you know, when you have one team that plays 11 games and another team that only plays two, do you, do you really like – it's so frustrating. Yeah, because with the whole Houston Astros thing with them mm-hmm. in their title run and they didn't do anything about it and then – Justin Turner, that's impossible. Yep. Because it's yeah. not like the league didn't find out. They probably get all the test results. Oh, yeah, easily. There's no way they don't. And we're like, if Tampa forced a game seven, what would happen? Would yeah. it have to be postponed like two weeks? Because with a full day, You'd think that the Dodgers were uh, exposed to it, right? At least, yeah. Maybe not so much Tampa because baseball is a pretty social distancing sport besides the baseman and the runner. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, there's not a whole lot of within six feet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah so, I know what you mean. Yeah. Any... um matchups to look forward to this week in football and oh, ones that you're turning your head I to. love talking about matchups into different uh, areas of football here let me let me get out my uh, my trusty phone here to highlight some matches for probably no one listening but I just I don't know man I love talking into uh or to people about football so one that I want to highlight this week and I think uh, is going to be just absolutely dominant. You know how Derrick Henry has had three 200-yard games since 2018? Yeah. Uh, in that same period of time, since 2018, guess how many other times that people have rushed for 200 yards? A well, single rusher. I know Aaron Jones has. Cause yeah. Okay, so that's one. Um, I feel like Nick Chubb was close to it. Yeah, Nick Chubb was. Yeah. So Derrick Henry is three since twenty. Yeah. I'll say four running backs. Run nope. Two? Only three other running backs have had a two hundred wow. yard game since twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's he's ridiculous. And he's going up against Cincinnati, a totally like I don't even know what, what you'd call them. Uh yeah, my not a bad defense, but they're they're not good. Yeah, and, I might have to start Corey Davis on my uh, flex spot with Carson doesn't play. I think you would. I think you would. Corey Davis could be a good flex too, especially with AJ Brown maybe uh, kind of shaken up. Yeah, that's a because he's practiced this week, right? Mm-hmm. So if he gets playing, who knows? He'll obviously go back to wide receiver one, but Corey Davis yep. has probably had his best season so far, despite. Testing positive. He's always been below expectations or mm-hmm. they had higher expectations than what he's performed. He hasn't yep. performed the best. And he's finally getting into that lower, lower tier receiver, but also one that you can't necessarily count out because of his high draft stock. 
Yeah. So, he's a big body receiver, so you always want to like take him into account. That's why Tennessee, you know, they're kind of a they're sneaky team. They're a reason they're five and one. Yeah, no, you just think that they're gonna run the rock the whole time and then bam. Yeah. Corey Davis, AJ Brown, John U. Smith. John U. Smith Henry Ferkser. Yeah. John John U. Smith is coming into his own. He's having a good year this year. Uh AJ Brown, obviously we know from last year, he had an outstanding year. Um yep. Corey Davis is like we were just saying, finally coming into his own. He's mm-hmm. a very good wide receiver, second wide receiver to go to. And we all know Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. You know, he's very efficient with his passes. Yep. He's one of those quarterbacks where you never look at as drafting to your team, but you realize that. You realize this, that, oh, this wait, actually... he's a higher passer rating in 16 <laughs> games than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this guy's yeah, actually playing. Like, I was listening to a podcast and it was saying he's not a top five. You're never going to say Tannehill's a top five quarterback. You're always just going to say he's playing like a top five quarterback. Yeah. But if you say no, that weekend, if you say that weekend and week out, then how much does he have to do to be classified as a top five quarterback? Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing very well, well worth the money for Tennessee. And yeah, they're the defense can be, um, you know, inconsistent at times. Yeah. But they right. have they have one of the sneakier offenses and it's very good to see them finally um taking the next step as a team. So yeah, look look out Cincy because Tennessee's coming. Yep, no they're, they are uh, they're coming hard. They're five and one, right? They their first loss came to Steelers last week. Yep, they did. And talk about an upcoming matchup. Steelers versus yeah. Ravens. Steelers versus Ravens. That's gonna be People, I think, will think this will be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's a divisional matchup. They always play harder, but Lamar Jackson always plays good against Pittsburgh. And Big Ben, with all of his new weapons, you know, James Conner, Deontay, yeah, yeah, James Conner being okay. Deontay Johnson might be all right, but it's going to be a great matchup. Yeah. Um. Besides. Connor's first game of the year. He only had like 17 yards rushing, and then that's when he went out with an ankle injury, and Benny Snell took over. People were getting hard on James Connor because, you know, another injury sat him out for the rest of the game, but it wasn't anything serious. He just took the night off because Steelers were rolling that game. Yeah, New York's not really a big threat, honestly, in my opinion. So, and if Benny Snell is hot, then there's no need to rush James Conner back. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't, if he couldn't even get anything going in the first place. But, you know, after that, he's triple digits rushing, doing very well, you know, kind of quieting the Steelers or the football world, saying, like, hey, I'm still a wider running back one. Like, I can, I can still play. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Steelers are scary. I had them going to the Super Bowl. I have them going to the Super Bowl for Seattle. That's yeah, my, I, that was my Super I could, Bowl pick at the start. I uh, I definitely could see Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I don't know. There's, I don't want to see they seem flaky because they're not. But at the same time, I just I can't doubt Patrick Mahomes. I can't doubt that offense. Oh, it's now with Le'Veon Bell. It's yeah. just. I see it's going to be that's going to be the AFC matchup and yeah. the NFC. There's some pretty fraudulent, uh, pretty fraudulent teams, but 
you know, say what you want. Chicago, they find a way to get wins. New Orleans finds a way to get wins. Seattle finds a way to get wins. They all seem pretty fraudulent just because of, you know, questionable defensive or offensive play, but they win games. Yeah. And, you know, what scares me with Baltimore is that they have very good defense with Humphreys, um, Peters. They got the rookie Patrick Queen. He's doing very well. Yeah. Queen Um, is nice. That D line is ferocious. Calais Campbell. Um, I'm forgetting someone, but despite their defense is good, it's just if Pittsburgh this week, if they can get up, you know, it's hard to see Mahomes throwing uh, the Ravens back into the game. It's just uh, Lamar Jackson, he's very good when he's up. You know, he has more um, freedom and doing whatever he wants, opening the playbook to what he can do best. But if Mm -hmm. it's if the Ravens get down, then I don't know if they can I, I come back I, up. Yeah, I don't know if I can trust Lamar Jackson throwing my team back into the game. So that's just what scares me about Baltimore. But also, they get that first touchdown. Man, it's hard to even if they just it's just one score. Yeah, if they come it's out on to, the opening drive and looking yeah. like they know how to run the yeah, game, then because. The defense will feed off the offense. If Lamar Jackson is rolling, and the defense brings that energy too. And next thing you know, you're down 21 nothing, and Lamar Jackson's just sitting pretty. But if you go back to the Tennessee game last year in the playoffs, Baltimore 15 and 1, or whatever they were 14 and 2. 14 and 2, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Looked at as Super Bowl favorites, and then they just get absolutely dominated by Tennessee. I feel like they looked ahead when yeah. at every game in football, it you can never look ahead. You always have to play each game, you know, at the start of the week and and finish the game at the end of the week. Yeah. So Baltimore is obviously a team where it's like if you give Lamar Jackson ten points, you'll just eat that and thanks for coming. See you yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, game's over. But if Baltimore finds them, themselves down, I don't know, man. It's it's hard yeah, to see. It's gonna be, yeah, no, it's gonna yeah. be a no. It's it's gonna a be nice a game. game, and I'm excited to see what happens in the AFC. Um, another divisional matchup: Green Bay, Minnesota. See how that goes. Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's a a written. I think yeah. that that book has already been written. I, I don't know a lot about. Very, How Minnesota is gonna not, <laughs> not just, uh, lose? It's just their team where it's like they have. It's not like they don't have weapons. Like Justin Jefferson is not playing like a rookie. No, he's playing unreal. Adam Thalen, he, like he's a very talented receiver. Kirk Cousins is like he either throws ninety eight yards and three picks, or he throws three hundred and ten yards and. Touchdowns. Four touchdowns, yeah, no interceptions. Yeah. It's like he never, he'll have the game of his life, or like the worst game ever seen in the history of quarterbacks. So, yep. but Green Bay is gonna roll. Um, and how how and good they Rogers is playing like an MVP this year. So, minus the one game in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next no, that's game. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, Dallas. 
Packers Eagles. That's I don't even. We're already talking about it too much. Okay, the Eagles <laughs> are gonna win. I I don't know if if anyone can get behind a quarterback from James Madison. So, and obviously it's in prime time because uh, what other matchup don't you? Want? When I heard that it was in prime time, I'm like, shoot me now. I Sunday. That's all I'm gonna watch. I don't even care about the Sunday night game. Yeah, it's it's a write off. There's there's nothing really to look forward to with that one. No, um, Cowboys could be on their third string because I, I I don't think Andy Dalton's playing. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. He went into protocol, but I don't know. I think it was negative. Uh, was it negative? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Very hard to tell, but man, Cowboys, great offense, uh, junior varsity defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> very, very good um, analogy about that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting uh, Fulgham in my lineup. Yeah, that's going to be deadly. Because um, Carson Wentz is actually starting to play better. Yeah, I know. He's actually starting um, to impress me. That yeah. lead, that comeback sort of against Baltimore was yeah. a, a statement. Yeah, no. Eagles only losing by two to Baltimore is a very good, like, hey, like, for Carson Wentz, he's saying, like, guys, I'm not completely washed. Like, have you seen my offensive line? Have you seen the practice mm-hmm. squad receivers that I'm throwing to? Get him, like, talk about uh, A-B sign with the Eagles. Giving Carson Wentz away. Uh, yeah, no, that, that would be like that could have been, that could have been very nice, especially because, heading into the uh, postseason. Yeah, part of that division is so wide open that if you get, if you can string together two wins in a row, then you got a huge step on it. Yeah, then you then you have two and a half games. Yeah, so if you just like sign like uh or even trade for. Like Will Fuller's Some on the sort block. of yeah, Will, no, Will Fuller shade for that's, that's a little bit risky, obviously because of injury. But he's been playing like a wide receiver one this year. He's been playing outstanding. So even yeah, I think he's the third best. Very high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, if you can just get Carson Wentz like a um some sort of target is like a proven receiver, then Philly can actually get rolling and who knows man and if if you make it playoffs anything can happen right yeah any team can beat any team yeah so eagles are a team where if carson wentz is on then who knows where he can take him but i don't think they have much to worry about i think eagles will take it over the cowboys just because that cowboys defense is god awful yeah yeah Terrible. Um, Chargers or Broncos? Anything about that? Herbert's playing very Herbert offensive. Out of his mind. Offensive rookie of the year, like games. Yeah. You know, only what is it going to be that for? He only starts fourteen games, and he's going to be offensive rookie of the year, taking it over Joe Burrow. You know, it's it's hard because he hasn't won. You know, but. It, it's gonna yeah, be won basically his first game last week. Yeah, if Drew Locke doesn't turn it over a hundred times, then it could be a good game. Yeah, Drew Locke has been 
I was um, looking at him and I was like, man, this guy looks very, very good. But then I decided Injury. not to pick him up. And obviously I made a very wise decision in not doing that. So I got Herbert instead, and he's been 1,500 yards in, what is it, four games? Four games. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad at all. What is it, like 12 touchdowns, two picks? I think he has three interceptions, uh, 12 touchdowns, QB rating of 108. Um, yeah, he started five games. My apologies. He's averaging about 300 yards a game, which is not bad at all. Austin Eckler's still the leading rusher, and he's missed the last three or four weeks. Yeah, if I'm you're look- looking of any fantasy choice on that offense, I would just go Herbert, Allen, and it's Maybe honestly Mike a switch Will- up. Maybe Mike Williams. If all yeah, I was going to say it's a switch week. up between Hunter Henry and Mike Williams, you know? Mike Williams will either get you 22 points or 1.4. Yeah. So it's very hard. Yeah. A game that could be sneaky good. Rams versus Dolphins. Dolphins, Tua. Yeah, that's what worries me about this game. Tua's starting. But also, it's Tua, and he's very touted quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like... You never know with rookie quarterbacks. I feel no. like they can always surprise you. And I feel like with Dolphins starting to heat up, they have the confidence of second in their division over the Patriots. They're riding high. Um, I I don't know. I just I don't want to sleep on Miami this year because maybe yeah, I was no. going off Fitzpatrick and the energy he brought. But I don't know. My Tua coming off a of bye week. Knowing he's the starter, mm-hmm. who knows? Um, just don't throw Jalen Ramsey's way. Is <laughs> he's still very good at his position? Um, so we're just over quarter away through the season. Who's your MVP okay. pick? Who's your rookie of the year pick? You mean halfway? Is it halfway already? Yeah, week eight, bro. Is it week eight? I thought it was week seven. Week eight? No, it's week eight this week. Damn, I see. Oh, yeah. Bears are five. I see. I saw a bunch of teams four and two. Week eight, yeah, halfway point. Um, who do you have? MVP, uh, rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and who's your surprise? Oh, not to put you on the spot. Yeah, that only puts me on the spot. Um. For MVP so far, it's geez, it has to be Russell Wilson. He's yeah, he's been absolutely cooking. I I don't know. You could make a case, obviously, for Kyler, but Kyler, where he has a game with nine completions, it's just kind of like mm, it's was... good. But you were nine for twenty-four. Yeah, you know, like thank God you had Christian Kirk who ran in an eighty-yard touchdown and. DeAndre Hopkins just being DeAndre Hopkins, but I don't know. Mahomes, he's looking decent. I see. But... I I got to throw in Aaron Rodgers there. Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson is Aaron Rod- Like he's 
Rodgers has just been, yeah, I'll just throw for 320 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. I'll mm-hmm. just throw 245 and four touchdowns, no picks. I'll throw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. I feel yeah. with Devontae Adams missing a few weeks, and he had Valdez, Scantlin, and Lazard, and he found a way to throw multiple touchdowns with no picks. I he's I think I'd have to pick between him or Wilson. Lean towards Wilson. Um but yeah. Um Yeah, no, Rogers definitely makes a good case, I'd say. I'd say and then it's so hard not to pick Mahomes, but I don't I just don't see him like he's done a ton this year to make himself I don't think He's made himself a case to win it this year, mm-hmm. um, but it's obviously Mahomes, and I didn't think anybody would. I think multiple people guess him to win MVP, so it's obviously not a bad thing to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus yeah. there's still the end of the uh, or another half of the season to go. Yeah, exactly. Wilson and Rogers can go into a dumpster fire, and Mahomes can go off every game, which. Wouldn't surprise anyone. Yeah, no, and quietly. Um, uh, well, I'll get into my sleeper for, I guess, uh, the sneaky pick of who could win MVP. But uh, yeah, no, um, I just see it between those those two right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, do you have an offensive rookie of the year in mind? Offensive rookie. Yeah. Right now, it's it's Herbert. <laughs> yeah, it was Burrow for the starting couple of weeks, but Herbert's balling, and I don't think anyone should ever think that it would be anyone else. You know, you could obviously make a, a case for Claypool, for Jefferson, or even Clyde. Uh, Clyde, maybe, maybe it's gonna be hard now with Le'Veon, but uh, I was gonna say, um, C.D. Lamb. You know, yeah, C.D. Lamb. He's been looking. Like more than just a, a number two, yeah. He's been he's been taking over games. Uh, yeah, definitely very good addition to that offense. Not like they needed anymore on that offense because Cooper, Gallup, Zeke, Zeke quietly having a dumpster fire year. <laughs> I am in agreement with that. I am in agreement with that very much. So. Um. Yeah, my offensive rookie of the year, I think, is Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burrow's also he's been looking like a QB one. Oh, true. Cleveland QB one. Cleveland definitely found their answer at quarterback. You mean Cincy. Or, what did I say? Cleveland. Yeah, I meant Cincy. <laughs> um. Yeah, Cincinnati's definitely found their answer at quarterback with Burrow. Um, they do have the weapons around them, and Boyd. Um, I actually just got a trade for Boyd the other day. Really? Yeah, I traded away Ronald Jones, who's now looking like he's going to get thrown at the back of the bus for Leonard Fournette. But that's besides the point. Hey man, Ronald Jones is actually—he's looking good this year. He's having a career year this year. Just sucks that Fournette is there to kind of that's stall. Exactly it. what I'm saying. But I don't know. Even with Fournette there, Ronald Jones has looked very good. Uh, but yeah, 
Um, Burrow, I do think Herbert has just he's has the weapons. He's been doing his part, but man, that Chargers defense hasn't really helped him. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they do have um, injuries kind of hurting them right now with uh, Chris Harris out, um, Derwin James is out. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Ingram is out. So mm-hmm. their defense has some holes in it. So I they were I looked at them and they looked like a very, very good defense this year, but you know, Herbert has just he's been balling. He's had, you know, a rough game, but he almost outdueled Mahomes. They were in that game his very first game. Yeah. Um, he almost came back a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's been averaging just over 300 yards a game. Very good touchdown interception ratio. Mm-hmm. Like four to one. So I, yeah, he's looking like my offensive rookie of the year just with his individual performance. Yeah, I agree. Um, defensive rookie of the year. I honestly don't know anyone. I'll just say Patrick Queen because he's looked good the past few weeks, but I don't know. Yeah, no, he has looked like a true uh, middle linebacker, but I'm actually going to go with Carolina's guy, Derek Brown. Quietly having uh, a decent uh, rookie year, I think he's doing really good in QB pressures and just being an absolute force in that run-stopping game. I think he's probably the head of that, that line or or is going to be in the next year. So look out for Derek Brown to have a couple of huge games against some weak offensive linemen. Very, very true. And sleeper team or player or... All right, sleeper player to win MVP. This might be a super homer of a pick, but in the last four games, he's taken everything of his first couple of games, which was averaging under 56 completion percentage. He now leads the league in completion percentage. We already talked about him before, but it's, it's probably going to be Drew Brees. He just, he just won against Carolina without Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas. You know, he might do his little dink and dunk passes to Camara, but they work. He leads the best two minute drill offense at, I've ever seen Sean Payton doesn't call plays in that two minute offense. It's just breeze. And he's been, he's been keeping it up. You know, the defense isn't helping him, you know, thought that was going to be a, a good defense, but uh, quietly he's going to move uh, right now. He's outside of the top 12 quarterbacks, but he's, he's going to move into the top 12 quarterbacks. And if he can make a deep run this year, yeah. It's, I don't know. I think it's going to be his last year anyway, but what a high note it would be for him to win MVP quietly for the first time in his life. Yeah. Um, they call it sleeper for a reason. Um, but yeah, I don't see uh, him winning MVP. I just think, um, just not enough has happened, and I think he's had. I think his rough start really halted him. I, oh yeah. Um, I really do think that 
the good starts of Wilson and Rogers um, really increase the separation between anyone else. Uh, so I think even if Wilson and Rogers play like just above average, not that I necessarily agree, but I think they'll look more towards their way to win it. Um, my sleeper could be Ryan Tannehill for MVP. Fair, fair. Um, I think he works in a very efficient system. Um, he doesn't do a, a whole lot, but I think he has done more than enough. They're five and one for a reason. His numbers are looking pretty good. And I just think he's been leading the team very well to a very good five and one record. And yeah, no, that's totally fair too. Yeah, I think I don't think he will. But like But I, that's why they call it a sleeper. Yeah. So I think Ryan Tannehill's my sleeper for MVP. Um Yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. Um you got anything else? mention or to talk about or bring anything up uh honestly can't really think of anything else right now i'm excited for the weekend now going in and uh if the saints win the bucks lose then it's gonna be a good week (laughs) cam newton can actually bounce back from his disastrous state or yeah no disastrous i I'd like that. I'd like that. I hope <laughs> Pats can end their losing streak. Their, uh, what is it, three-game losing streak? Yeah, it's something ridiculous now like that. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And I'm sure we'll be talking to each other about fun sports topics within the next week. Agreed. It's good chatting with you, Hayden. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll see you on the flip side. Deuces. I just got a let go. Went from ducking and fucking and now I got put in the friend zone. There's no need for discussion. I just really love how you get low. But I'm dipping, I'm cutting the shorty and we're being ten toes. Ten toes. I, I just got a let go. Call me a Benzo. Paid all cash. I won't take no